بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters as I'm sitting here I'm looking out over um, flat grassland it's all part of a golf course there are some big trees three of them with the moss hanging on them very beautiful and there are sandhill cranes there is a family of three uh, looks like a mother and two uh, full-grown chicks i don't know where the father is usually they are in, in pairs so the father must be somewhere around and uh, these are uh, they come from uh, siberia uh, along with their cousins, the Siberian cranes, which are all white. But the sandhill cranes um, are very beautiful. They have uh, a gray, overall gray plumage with a red cap. So they are like, you know, they, they stand out because of this little red cap on, the, on top of the head. To see a bird that big up close is uh, quite a unique, unique experience. A full-grown sandal crane uh, standing up straight would be would come up to about maybe uh, you know maybe, maybe close to uh, four feet or close to five feet four feet something. So it's quite a big bird, very beautiful, uh, very beautiful to see. Uh, weather also here is uh, it's now twenty-five degrees Celsius. Where I came from in Massachusetts, West Springfield, was minus five Celsius. So <laughs> it's quite a quite a change. I must say that. Alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's khudrat and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's world is full of variety of all kinds of things. Um, as I'm talking to you, there is a a finch, or what looks like a finch. It's too far away to, for me to see it clearly, but <clears throat> it is very very small so on the on the ground is this five foot tall bird or almost five foot tall bird and on the on the tree is this tiny little thing which is a uh, little bigger than a teaspoon probably all the there. <clears throat> my brothers and sisters taqwa is the desire to please the one we love the most and that is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more we love Allah, the more we want to please Him, and that makes us more muttaqi. I remind myself and you to remember that all the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are for the muttaqun, the people with taqwa, not merely for the muslimun, not merely for the muslims. Ramadan al-Kareem opens the door to the palace of taqwa, filled with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's grace and majesty. So I request you and I remind myself to reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our relationship with Him. It's not just a matter of talking about it. It's a matter of thinking about it, reflecting on it. Just sit quietly in one place, away from all kinds of uh, disturbances, you know, phones and this and that. And phone is the most, the worst of them. Keeps on beeping and whatnot. Just put it away somewhere. And uh, <clears throat> you will discover how life not just goes on, goes on very very much better than it was when you had the phone, you had, you, had, you had your face in the phone all the time. And talking about face in the phone, believe me, we 
on an average, most people spend at least four hours a day before their phone. You have the tracking apps and most phones seem to have it uh, inbuilt. I don't know. If you don't have it, then it's worth getting it. And the trapping app will tell you, the, the, the tracking app will tell you how many hours you spent on the phone. Uh, and uh, it's quite common to have the app telling you that you spent, uh, you know, today you spent seven hours, today you spent six hours uh, before the phone. And it's uh, important to to keep out of this and, and use our life, you know, in, in a more purposeful manner. Uh, <clears throat> so reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our relationship with him Jalla Jalla, it's not just some uh, you know just just a reflection of Allah meaning it's something which is not uh, real for us my relationship with Allah what is it when I say what do we mean what is the true meaning of I don't mean the grammar I don't mean the translation uh, I mean, what does it do to us when we say it? What happens to the heart? Um, and this is the great tragedy that uh, faces us today, which is mechanical obedience. Uh, we have become robots. Now, you know, disobedience obviously is a, is a, is a terrible thing. and uh, But then, you know, I always say to myself that, for a, for a person who, who knows Allah, for a muttaqi, for a Muslim, uh, disobedience is not an option. So we, not, we, don't, we are not thinking of disobedience. We are saying obedience, how can it be better? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ وَعْمَلًا Allah did not say, I, 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 I created death and life to test who will do uh, good as in, who will choose good over bad. Allah said, أَحْسَنُ وَعْمَلًا which means who will choose the amal which is better than the other choice. Which means you've got a choice of two good things. Uh, who will choose the better of the two good things? Right? So now, <clears throat> uh, in this case, we are saying here that what is the way of worship? So we are not saying disobeying Allah or obeying Allah. We are saying obeying Allah but doing that ahsan in the best way. So it's not mechanical obedience like like robots, you know, machines that may do what they are supposed to do, but with, there's no heart, there's no spirit, there's no laughter, there's no tears, there's no nothing. Just mechanical movements. Focusing exclusively uh, on the external, as if the internal does not even exist. The total absence of focus on the reality, the maqsad, the purpose, the reason, and therefore no thought for the effect or the result of the action. Now, we don't say or do an act of worship for any purpose. I mentioned this in the last uh, reminder as well. Uh, we have no purpose. We, we just do it because we are supposed to, we, we are supposed to do it. You know, we, we, we were taught this by our parents or in the maktab or, or, or madasa or whatever. Uh, this is habit. Maybe we also have friends around us who, who pray. So, we also pray. We go to the masjid even and pray. But there is no goal. Uh, when you go to a shop, there is a goal. I want to go buy something. I want to. I want to bring something back. Uh, you go to a restaurant. There's a goal. I'm going to go. I'm going to the restaurant for the kind of food, right? I went. I'm going to this to this Hyderabadi restaurant because I love Hyderabadi cuisine. 
and I did not go to the Chinese restaurant because even though I love Chinese cuisine, today I wanted to eat Hyderabadi cuisine, right? There is a purpose. For every single thing we do, there is a purpose. There is a reason you go there. And then when you uh, think about the experience, you, are, you then evaluate the experience. You say, okay, fine, I went to the restaurant. How was it? Uh, it was good. It was not so good. Uh, what can I do better? What can I do differently? And so on and so on. And, and all that happens. But all of this happens, I submit to you, because we start off with a purpose. So my question is, I'm, I'm not before the question, I'm, unless you have a purpose, unless you have a goal, uh, we cannot measure it. There, can, there can't be any metrics. Because when I had no goal in the first place, uh, what would I measure? Measure against what? What is good, what is bad? I, ne- I never started with any, any purpose in the first place. So if we, uh, if we do something without a purpose, there can be no measurement. So then I, there is no way of improving. Because I don't even know how I did it this time. So how can I improve? So it's very important to ask ourselves this question and say, what is the focus? Total absence of focus on the reality. I mean, this is very, very sad as far as our worship is concerned. So we don't say or do an act of worship for any purpose. Um, so we don't monitor the result. And therefore, when nothing happens, we are not concerned. Now, this is the other tragedy. If you went to a restaurant and you didn't get the kind of food you wanted, you would it would it would have an effect. You know, it would leave some uh, feeling for you. And you say, well, you know, next time I must I must think twice before I go to the restaurant. But when I go to the masjid, I pray and I come back. I didn't get anything. I'm not even bothered because I didn't want anything. I didn't I didn't start off with wanting anything. So we didn't do it for anything to happen. Nothing happened. So no problem, right? So we don't monitor the result um, because we had no purpose, and uh, then we get nothing. And uh, so, okay, so we, I got nothing. Nothing happened, no problem. Because nothing was supposed to happen. I want to close this today with this, uh, inshallah. And uh, more tomorrow. But give this some thought, please. Before you start your worship, whatever it is. And salah is the, obviously the, the most, you know, the, the, the first thing you will, do, you will do today will be salah. So, think about before you start praying, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put this into your heart and my heart and say why am I praying why am I praying what is my purpose of praying because only then will I be able to measure whether my prayer met that purpose whether I achieved this purpose did I do it did I do it did I do more if I did more alhamdulillah if I did not do more then I should think about this and say how can I do more this is the way to go about it